Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be going in-depth into my week number 12 quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we can get in-depth through all the Thursday games, the Thanksgiving games, all the way until Monday Night Football at the quarterback position. I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you're doing up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week number 12 quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with the first of three Thanksgiving games, the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In this spot, I'm willing to start both quarterbacks, but I definitely do have a lean towards one of them, and that is Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions. Now, last week was a complete and utter unmitigated disaster for Jared Goff as he decided to do his best Dak Prescott impression from last season and throw three picks last week up against a shitty Chicago. Bears defense. Now, he did end up making up for it by throwing two passing touchdowns, but in reality, that was a huge disappointment. They could have easily lost against the Bears in that game. Now, he should be able to bounce back up against the Green Bay Packers defense, but I do really feel like the fact that the Lions rushing attack of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery being just as great as they are, being so elite, it does limit some of Jared Goff's upside. For Jordan Love Me Tender, Love Me Sweet, he did finish as the quarterback nine last week up against the LA Chargers and looked a lot more like that Jordan Love that we saw early on in the season with over 300 passing yards and two touchdowns with a grand total of zero turnovers. I love this spot up against the Detroit Lions defense as they have been relatively limp dick over the last couple of games. But this is a big butt as well. Shout out to Amber Rose. Love could easily go back to his old ways, get back on that bullshit of throwing a bunch of picks and not too many yards. So Jordan Love is a start-worthy quarterback, but he's not a guy that I'm going to be banging the drum for aggressively this week, especially since I feel like the Lions will eventually kind of snap out of that funk. Moving to the second game on Thanksgiving, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the left hands up. Who are we? The Commanders going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's world. Now, Dak Prescott had his first game outside the top three at the quarterback position in a couple of weeks and man oh man was this bad this man threw 189 passing yards with two touchdowns against the Panthers now again you might be thinking Nick that's actually not that bad of a game you kind of made it out to be worse than it was well when Dak Prescott was straight up slinging his cock down the throat of the defenses over the last couple of weeks it was kind of shocking to see him throw for under 200 yards obviously I'm not gonna sit here and whine and complain bitch and moan about Dak Prescott but ultimately, I thought he would do a little bit better than the quarterback 17. This, though, does feel like the kind of game where the Cowboys shove the Commanders into a locker and Dickie Dak Prescott finishes inside the top eight at the quarterback position. So in my opinion, there is really no need to panic. I'm not panicking at all on Dak Prescott. I'm rolling him out with confidence on Thanksgiving. Sam Howell is 0-2 against the Giants this season. And last week, I mean, Nick, they're not playing the Giants this week. Well, last week, they were playing the Giants. And a lot of people were pretty high on Sam Howell, me included. And this man's kryptonite appears to just be 
the New York Giants. Last week, he was on the struggle bus. The man threw three picks, and he did end the day fine because he had 250 passing yards with 35 rushing yards and two total touchdowns, right? He kind of pulled the day back somewhat, kind of like Jared Goff. This matchup against the Cowboys scares the ever-living shit out of me. So Howell is in the quarterback 14-18 range, kind of similar to Jordan Love, right? Making him a fringe start. He's not a guy that I'm heavily advocating for, but a lot of teams are stuck in a pickle and might have to start Sam Howell. I do think that he has top 10 upside here due to how much the Washington Commanders throw the ball and maybe in garbage time he gets that extra touchdown at the end of the game. Again, definitely feel a lot more confident in Dak though compared to Howell. Next up, we got the final game on Thanksgiving, the San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Now Brock Purdy, big cock Brock, has been slinging it ever since the 49ers returned from by as a top six quarter back in back-to-back weeks. Last week, up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this man was straight-up surgical. He dissected that defense like they were a frog in a high school science class. 21 of 25 for 333 yards and three touchdowns with zero interceptions. The Seattle defense, to me, is a little bit Fugazi. This is a defense that seems like a lot of people give the Gawk Gawk 9000 special to, but I don't really see it. I don't think they're all that great, and I expect a minimum, at minimum, a top eight game out of Brock Purdy this week. Geno Smith, from what I have seen, it feels like Geno is going to play. If he doesn't, then we're going to see a battle of Big Cock Brock versus Horsecock Drew Locke. Geno has been good twice this season and besides that he has finished every single game outside of the top 12 i wouldn't expect anything huge here right i wouldn't expect him to pull a rabbit out of the hat this week up against a solid 49ers defense if drew lock plays obviously you're going to sit him as well next up we move to the black friday game 3 p.m eastern standard time a very weird start time for this game miami dolphins at the new york jumbo jets this is as a Dolphins fan, I know the MetLife takeover game. The Jets are set to wear black in this game. They're wearing black to their own fucking funeral because the Dolphins are going to dig these poor gra- bastards a grave and make them jump in it, right? This is going to be maybe not a huge game out of the Dolphins, right? This could be a very low-scoring game, but I think ultimately the Dolphins come out on top. Tua did not have a huge game last week that I expected for him up against the Raiders in Miami. But he still was a top 12 quarterback on the week, so I'm not really going to sit here and complain. This week against the Jets, I definitely have much lower expectations of Tua. The upside is still there, though, due to the fact that maybe the Dolphins jump out to a 14-point lead in the first half, or maybe they're up 17-0, and then the Jets' defense just kind of taps out. But overall, I think he should finish in the quarterback 12-16 to range. Probably nothing huge here, but he's still a guy that for most people has to be in your starting lineup. For Tim Boyle and the New York Jumbo Jets, Tim Boyle was named the starter following the Jets getting absolutely butt-fucked by the Bills on Sunday. Boyle stepped in for Zach Wilson going 7 for 14 for 33 yards and an interception against the Dolphins defense. He might even get benched in this game for Trevor Simeon. 
Ever since Jalen Ramsey showed up, the Dolphins' defense did a complete and utter 180, and I think Trevor Simeon is going to get put on his ass a ton in this game. The Jets' offensive line is bad news, Bears. The Dolphins' pass rush is going to be great with Sealer, Wilkins, JP, Chubb. I really think that Trevor Simeon's going to be taking more sacks in this game than Mia Malkova. Next up, we move to the real Sunday slate here. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button down below. It helps me out a ton. The New Orleans Saints at the Atlanta Falcons. Now, this isn't really a game that anyone's that excited for, I'm sure. Even Saints and Falcons fans would rather watch paint dry than watch this one. Unless, of course, famous Jameis doesn't end up getting the nod. Now, when it comes to Jameis, Derek Carr did suffer a concussion prior to the bye week in week 10 up against the cold like Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Right now, as we speak, he is currently in the concussion protocol and with that said it is very unclear to me on if he is going to play in this game or not the concussion protocol is so widely different for each player there's some guys that get hurt Brock Purdy then they're back a couple days later there's other guys that are out for weeks again I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins so I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be some fucking concussion expert and tell you something that I don't know about so Even if he does play, though, I'm laying him down on the bench. I'm going to avoid him like a landmine here. I don't think the matchup's that bad, but maybe he comes back. He's a little bit sluggish. And then next week, I'd fire him up up against the Lions because that game could be pretty high scoring. If Derek Carr does miss, I think Jameis Winston has the upside to light things up here like a Christmas tree. If you are looking for that super high upside, right? High risk, high reward, then famous Jameis Winston is your guy because Jameis could go out there, throw four touchdowns, two picks, 300 yards, and go straight up nuclear for you. He might also go out there, go 10 of 30 for 120 yards and four picks, right? Those are both games that are very plausible for Jameis. Now, ever since he got that LASIK eye eye surgery, he's been a little bit better with the interceptions. But again, we all know Jameis has that dog in him deep down and that dog is hungry for an interception. So if you don't like some of the lower end starts that we talk about in today's video, if Jameis ends up being the guy, you could start him over those guys instead again it's definitely risky but I get the upside Desmond Ritter has been named the starter again for the Falcons I can't stand watching this guy I can't stand Arthur Smith and you know Ritter has had a couple of solid games this season so congrats to him Maybe he could show his kids that shit one day. But at the end of the day, the guy doesn't have what it takes to be a starting quarterback at the National Football League level. And out of principle, he belongs on the bench. Next up, we move to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cincinnati Bengals. And speaking of guys that straight up cannot cut it, we got Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Matt Canada, the bad man, is officially gone. He got fired yesterday morning. Great news, the city of Pittsburgh probably fucking exploded. It was beautiful that Matt Canada is gone. But honestly, I don't think that's going to hocus pocus magically transform Kenny Pickett into a skilled quarterback. Now, I'm not here to shit all over Kenny Pickett. I was someone that thought Kenny Pickett was going to be a little bit better this year after his preseason performances, but that has not been the case at all. He looks more of the same of last year and just doesn't look great. Now, again, maybe Matt Canada was handcuffing him, holding him back. But, you know, I'd rather watch and see before just declaring to the world that Kenny Pickett is now back. I wish the best for this fucker. 
but he hasn't thrown a single touchdown in the last two games and only has one game this year with more than one touchdown. And he has multiple games with zero touchdowns. Again, maybe Canada gone fixes everything with Pickett. But if I'm being honest with you, I doubt it. Jake Browning is going to be starting since Joe Shiesty is out for the season. Prayers for Joe Burrow. Hope he has a healthy recovery. I love Joe Burrow. Browning scored a touchdown in garbage time last week against the Ravens. And maybe we are all counting Browning out, right? Maybe we're all saying Browning can't do it, this, that, and the other thing. But maybe even if he does pull that rabbit out the hat like we'd like to talk about and have a huge game, it's certainly not going to be this week up against that Steelers defense. So pick it, Browning, sit him down. Next up, we got another game where you're sitting everyone down. The Carolina Panthers at the Titans in Tennessee. Bryce Young has been nothing short of disappointing this season, falling outside of the top 20 quarterbacks in back-to-back weeks, even with a wet dream matchup. One of the easiest matchups that a quarterback could have up against the Titans that just got absolutely dicked down by Trevor Lawrence last week I can't trust Bryce Young I hope Bryce shows out here balls out but at this point in the season that feels like a pipe dream Will Levis the Mayo man is a sit as well Levis was the quarterback 20 last week in Jacksonville and that huge game in week eight up against the Atlanta Falcons feels like a decade ago at this point based upon his resume after that now I will give him some credit he looks fine against the Jaguars The man was 13 of 17 for 158 yards and two touchdowns with zero interceptions. I really like this matchup up against the Panthers defense, but frankly, I just don't have the cojones, the balls to play Will Levis. Next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Baker Mayfield had his first down games in weeks or his first down game in weeks last week against the 49ers in Santa Clara. Now, I was someone that put the warning tape out there, right? Anyone with half a brain knew that Baker Mayfield probably wasn't going to ball against that 49ers defense. Now, he didn't do that bad, but again, what did you expect him to do up against the 49ers? I didn't expect some top 10, top 12 performance. This week against the Colts, I expect a much better game. Prior to last week, he was a top 12 quarterback in four straight games. I won't rank him that high as Baker is more of a quarterback in the quarterback 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 range, but I wouldn't be shocked if he does finish inside the top 12 because Baker has been a lot better than I think most people give him credit for this season. Again, Baker isn't the best start this week, right? I'm not going to scream from the mountaintops like the guy in the Ricola ad, right? I'm not going to do that. But if you're in a bit of a pickle, there are a lot worse options than him. Gardner Minshew shit his leaderhosen in Germany up against the Patriots prior to the bye week. Now I know they ate the W right there at a game. It was 10 to fucking 6. It was a snooze fest. It put people back to sleep across the goddamn nation. And even in Germany. Against the Bucks here, Gardner's a fringe start. He has had three solid games this season. And one of those games was amazing. I feel like he finishes as the cutoff to be a start-worthy quarterback. As the quarterback 18, which makes him just barely a start, right? He's just barely reached over there, but he's a start. If you wanted to be like, Nick, I'd rather play Jameis Winston instead of Gardner Minshew. I'm not going to tell you you're that crazy for that. Next up, we got the New England Patriots at the New York Giants. This might be the most boring game of 
the week. This is the tank bowl. This is the game like, who's going to get one of the, the better quarterbacks in the draft? Now, there's a lot of rumors right now going around that the Giants don't want to draft a quarterback. And I think if the Giants do not draft a quarterback in the 2024 NFL draft, then I think Giants fans are going to protest. They're going to bring out the white picket fence. They're going to fucking burn MetLife to the ground. They don't deserve this, man. They really don't. I kind of feel bad for some Giants fans. Even though I'm a Dolphins fan my whole life, we've sucked absolute ass. My friends, a lot of my friends are Giants fans. They have two Super Bowls in their lifetime. You know, they're my age, 24. Congrats to them. But I do kind of feel bad, right? They're, they're kind of getting fucked here if they don't draft a quarterback. Now, I think both teams technically want to lose this game, but... I think Bill Belichick might be a little bit better at tanking, but I just don't know how the Patriots could lose this game. But again, Mac Jones has been such a disaster that anything is possible, like the Popsicle. Now, before we break down this game in depth, as well as the rest of the games all the way up until Monday Night Football for the quarterback position, I'd like to talk about something a little bit more fun and give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe, and today, Underdog has a great offer for you guys that we'll be talking about in just a couple of seconds after we explain how Underdog Pick'em works. So, we're we'll talking about the Thanksgiving slate of games here. First, with the Green Bay Packers at the Detroit Lions, my favorite pick from this game is going to be David Montgomery higher than 64.5 rushing yards up against a pretty soft, in my opinion, Packers run defense. We are going to go ahead and match that with the Dallas Cowboys versus Commanders game with Dak Prescott higher than two passing touchdowns in this spot. If both of those hit, then we will receive three times our entry fee. If you do three picks, it's six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee, assuming all of the picks hit. Now, if you are new to Underdog Fantasy and live in one of the states on your screen right now, you receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. So you deposit $100, they'll give you an additional $100, if you do 50, it's additional 50, 25, additional 25. The minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here, Mac Jones versus Tommy DeVito. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi split first team reps in practice yesterday. I still think Mac gets the nod, but honestly, I'm far from confident in that. Regardless of which reject this team decides to start at quarterback, you cannot even remotely come close to starting either of them, even against the Giants defense. Tommy DeVito, the Italian stallion, Tommy DeVito was cooking up a five-star chicken parm sub all up on the commander's head top last Last week with almost 250 passing yards 246 passing yards and three touchdowns with zero ints congratulations awesome to see for the guy he ain't doing that shit again though i get the patriots defense isn't all that good but there's just a zero percent chance that happens again sit him down and guys if you remember last week's quarterback starts hit video now i wasn't giving tommy devito the gawk gawk 9000 but i said devito might be sneaky good last week and he was. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. The exact opposite game of what we just talked about, right? We were just talking about the Tank Bowl. This is a very excited game with division implications with the Houston Texans being red hot as of right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. So we'll start off with Trevor Lawrence. Last week, Touchdown Jesus, Trevor Lawrence lived up to his nickname with four touchdowns and zero interceptions, finishing as the quarterback numero uno on the week up against a not-so-hot defense. This week against the Texans, I think he could easily finish inside of the top five yet 
again, now again, I'm not ready to just full on say that Lawrence is 100% back to being like this top 10 option week in and week out because he beat up on like a fucking make-a-wish Titans defense. But hey, possibly he's a top five quarterback here again against the Texans in what could be a real high-scoring game. And Lawrence did look the healthiest. He has looked all season last week. And I really do believe that this will be that high-scoring game. T-Law is back in the good graces, in my opinion. Again, I'm not saying he's a lock to be a top-12 quarterback every week, but in this matchup, it certainly feels like it. C.J. Stroud, I just called Lawrence a must-start quarterback, and the same sentiment is shared here with C.J. Stroud. Stroud has been printing top-12 quarterback games all season and is currently the quarterback nine on the year. Last week up against the Cardinals, he did have three picks, which sucks, but it wasn't really all his fault kind of some unlucky things. Now, again, I'm not just sitting here being like some CJ Stroud apologist or something, right? Wasn't his best game. He would acknowledge that, but it is what it is. Sometimes you throw a couple of picks. He still passed for over 300 yards with two touchdowns. I am a huge fan of CJ Stroud. And again, this game reeks of points. Top five is certainly in the cards for CJ Stroud this week. Next up, we got game number 11, another snoozer, the Cleveland Browns at the Denver Broncos. Now, obviously, like Russell Wilson's been looking great, but this game just reeks of being very low scoring. Mr. Unlimited looks like a new man if you compare him from this season to last season. And I, for one, love to see it. It feels like Sean Payton has really molded this guy back into the old ways, back into his old ways but this week against the Cleveland defense is the definition of a stay away spot regardless of how much you might love what you saw with Russ recently against the Browns no way Jose you gotta sit him Dorian Thompson Robinson DTR is the confirmed starter this week despite the team still having PJ Walker as well as newly signed elite quarterback Super Bowl champion cool Joe Flacco DTR is kind of fun to watch because he's a shifty bastard you know He can do some fun things, but against a new-look Broncos defense that looks night and day different to that team that got spit-roasted and got a train ran on them by Tua and the Dolphins earlier on in the season, you should not even consider DTR. Like, I get if you're in a two-quarterback Superflex League, like, you gotta play Russell Wilson in certain situations, But DTR, like even in a two-quarterback Superflex League, I'm running away. Next up, we got the LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Short King Kyler Murray played well against the Texans last week, finishing as the QB6 with two total touchdowns and an interception. This matchup against the Rams does concern me enough, though, not to give Kyler the Gawk Gawk 9000 special here. But he's still a top 10 quarterback for me due to his rushing upside. Matthew Stafford, I get that matchups don't get quite as good as they get here facing the Cardinals, right? This is a red panty night for quarterbacks. But Stafford has just been bad for fantasy this season. He has had only one of nine games with over one touchdown. And that was back in week fucking five. While I will not slander my man Matthew Snapback... He hasn't been a top 12 quarterback at all this season. And frankly, I don't even think this great matchup against the Cardinals will change that. Some people are like, Nick, it's just got to change this week. Well, if you look back, he played the Cardinals in week six. He passed for 226 yards and a touchdown. And now Kyron Williams is back to vulture even more touchdowns in the red zone. There is no way that you can start Stafford. I don't think he's going to do jack shit. People are going to rank him highly. And they're going to be very, very, very disappointed because, oh my God, the matchup against the Cardinals is so great. 
Again, I get it. I get the thought process, but it's going to be wrong this week. Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders in Viva Las Vegas. Aiden O'Connell. Watching Aiden O'Connell is definitely a lot more fun than watching Jimmy Garoppolo, but honestly, that may be the nicest thing I can say about him. This man was a turnover machine in Miami last week and is yet to throw more than one touchdown in a game this season against the Chiefs defense. I don't think that's going to magically change, so you're sitting him down. Patrick Mahomes got bent over a table by his wide receivers, who have no hands on Monday night against the Eagles. Mahomes finishes the quarterback 15 with 177 passing yards and two touchdowns with a pick. He probably should have scored another touchdown, but MVS couldn't catch a common cold in that game, and this season he's been a disaster against the Raiders. Even though this matchup is great, I don't really expect the Chiefs to really take a dump on the chest of the Raiders. Like, this game, for some reason, is going to be like 24-17. Like, I really don't think that the Chiefs are going to go out here and lay a pipe for that ass like they're a plumber. It's going to end up being a way closer game than it should be, even though the Chiefs are on a whole nother stratosphere compared to the Raiders. So I think Mahomes will at least be a top eight guy. But again, I don't really think he'll be like the QB one this week. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills at the Philadelphia Eagles. Josh Allen ripped the Jets a new asshole last Sunday, going 20 of 32 for 275 yards with 15 rushing yards and three total touchdowns with his pick that he gives every game. At this point, you just have to assume that Joshy boy will throw a pick as he has done so in seven straight games. The Eagles secondary doesn't worry me too much, but I do think Allen will be under pressure to a ton. I think sitting Allen this week will be people really overthinking things, right? Galaxy braining too hard, getting too cute. He could easily be a top five quarterback in this spot, so I would dub him as a must start. Jalen Hurts had a bit of a down game on Monday Night Football in Kansas City with zero passing touchdowns, but he made up with it by having two tush-push touchdowns. The Bills defense is ripe for the taking here, and I think we see a much better version of Hurts up against the Buffalo Bills. He is currently the quarterback two on the season, as well as being the favorite in the betting market to win the MVP. Hurts is a must-start every week, and that certainly doesn't change against the Bills' defense. Next up, we move to a matchup between... I just went backwards for some reason. We got a matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the LA Chargers on Sunday night football in LA. Now, as a Dolphins fan, I'm rooting for the Chargers here. Hoorah, Chargers take the Ravens down. Then maybe the Dolphins could somehow fall ass backwards into being the one seed at the end of the season but we all know how this one's going to go. Brandon Staley needs to get fired. He needs to be drawn and quartered William Wallace style because I'm sick and tired of this bastard. This guy is holding back the Chargers in a huge way. Justin Herbert, despite the fact that the Chargers are allergic to winning, Herbert has been winning, shout out Charlie Sheen, has been a top three quarterback in back-to-back weeks, even though Keenan Allen or Quentin Johnston sold Justin Herbert the pervert out of probably... Another touchdown, he was still okay. This week, in a much more difficult matchup against the Ravens, I don't expect a huge game. Now, I think he should easily be quarterback 10 through 14, but it wouldn't be all that shocking if he finished outside the top 12. Again, most teams aren't getting cute and sitting Justin Herbert, but if there ever was a week to potentially do that, it would be against the Ravens. And if this is a bad loss to the Ravens, if they get stomped in this game... I see no reason as to why Brandon Staley should be the head coach in Week 13. It just doesn't make sense. Final game here, Monday night, the Chicago Bears at the Cold Like Minnesota Vikings. If you guys have noticed a trend, we talked about this in the wide receiver video. 
Teams that are playing on primetime typically get two primetime games in a row. We should have brought it up with the Ravens, but the Ravens were on primetime Thursday night up against Joe Shiesty and the Bengals. They're on Sunday night football this week. The Vikings were on Sunday night football against Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, and the Broncos, and now they're on primetime yet again on Monday night football. Hopefully, that doesn't mean we get the Bears in primetime next week, but we probably will again, knowing the schedule. I haven't looked at it, though, so I don't really know. Justin Fields, I was kind of worried about Justin Fields entering into last week's game. Now, the matchup was fine, but him coming off the injury, it just kind of made me feel like, ah, do I really want to chance it? Now, I did still list him as a start, so I wasn't fully off of him, but for a lot of people, Justin Fields was a set. I worried... For no reason, as this man was running like a dog with rabies, was chasing him for 104 yards on 18 carries with 159 passing yards and a touchdown. This week against the Vikings defense, I'm a bit concerned, but due to the upside that Fields possesses, I think you just kind of have to start him. Josh Dobbs had a down game for his standards on Sunday Night Football against the Broncos. Now, he still finished as the quarterback 14, but as the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, the guy was on fire NBA Jam style last week. He kind of cooled down a little bit, but he started 2-1 to touchdown to interception ratio, and the guy loves rushing in a touchdown basically every single week. Dobbs has an incredibly desirable matchup up against the Bears. I'm just salivating thinking about it. And I think he continues to get back on the saddle like he did the weeks prior and finish inside the top 10. Until the Dobbs train comes to a stop, comes to a halt, I think we got to continue to roll Joshua Dobbs out there. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't enjoy, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below, as well as hit that like button. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you'd like to check out my weekly rankings, they're linked in the video description with my Patreon. And on there, you can also get an answer to any of the questions you guys may have. Make sure you guys click on one of the videos that are on your screen right now, as well as clicking that subscribe button. It does help me out a ton. I love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. And as always, good boy!